You're listening to Pastor Terrence Richmond from LoveQuest International Church in Vancouver, BC. Re-examine, re-examine, say re-examine. Say the course is set. The course is set, re-examine, re-examine. When I think of re, yesterday I renewed some vows And the word re means again. Say again. One more time, everybody. Say again. Again. And when we ever see, we say re, the Lord says, be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your what? Mind. This this word re says again. Redo. Rethink. Reexamine. Rebirth. Reborn. Revitalize. Come on, give me some re's. Remix. He was ready for that one right there. Remix. Replenish. Reimagine. Repurpose. What'd you say? Revitalize. Receive. Huh? Recycle. Okay, amen. Amen. Enough is enough now. Amen. Amen. But it it is to again. And I think too often we end up in a cycle in our life where we just get on cruise control and we're going to ride out whatever life presents us till we go. We hope for change, but never revisit where, 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 where purpose went off course. It's talking to somebody today upset about the way things are and what happens is when you go so far away when you go a long time without dealing with the last thing God tried to deal with you about you begin to find new things that are wrong it's the church it's the job it's my income it's the new boyfriend it's the new, it's the food now I'm lactose intolerant now I'm gluten you know what I'm saying all the, I'm just looking for some well maybe I'm like this because of this but but when it comes to your life man God been speaking to you long time ago now maybe the voice wasn't loud enough maybe your standards for God to speak to you was too high it wasn't that God never heard you it was that God will not introduce you in a way that he will not sustain you I was talking to somebody today. You upset that God didn't answer your provision prayer. And the only intimacy you may have with God is to get something for, from God. And he is cool without answering your prayer if he knows that he's going to have to continue to give you something in order for you to worship him. See, there has to come a time where you are okay if God, the old school folks, you said, if he don't do nothing else for me, he didn't done enough. You see, Paul's saying, look, those things over there, them is cheap, them is nothing. I count them as nothing to me. You have to get to a place in your life where the, the things that the world says is important is least important in your life, and God is the most important. 
You have to prioritize. See, now when God brings blessing in your life, blessing will not take over your life or steal his worship that's deserved. So I'm sorry if he hasn't moved fast enough. But I challenge you to think you didn't move when he asked you to move. Why do we always look at him? And he'd have messed up God. Why you take my friend? Why you smoke with your friend? God didn't hand him the pipe. God didn't hand me the bottle. My folks hand me the bottle. My wife handed me the bottle. I handed her the bottle, but we was in love. No, how am I going to love her and hand her the bottle? I remember I used to try to pressure her. Be like, babe, smoke this. She'd be like, no, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like weed, babe. No, she didn't talk like that. I don't like, I don't like, I don't, that's, I don't do that. Now she did this, she, she gritting her teeth, she like, don't you dare. That's my testimony. <laughs> but the point is, is we say we love and we say, we love hanging out with our friends. Mom, you don't understand me, but my boys out here, they understand me. The people understand you, the people you think love you is the ones that support your flesh. That's love, huh? You go ahead for three, four, five, six years, and then when you get to the end of yourself, guess who you're going to be looking for? What mama said. And there comes a point in your life where you have to allow people to call you out and, listen, call you back. And when we reexamine, see, because the course has been set, anytime you're ready, the Lord is ready to reveal the course. But a lot of times, he, he, no, never he going to reveal the whole course. It's like we had a seven-course meal last night. And no matter what they showed, they showed us the seven courses on paper. But that paper didn't reveal what it tastes like. It didn't reveal what it looked like. It didn't reveal what it sound like. What you mean sound like? It don't know if fajita got a sound. Right? It, 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 none, it, just, it, just, it was just a word that seven courses is coming. See? See? I don't know what it looked like, what it smelled like, or what it sounded like coming to Canada, but I know God gave us a word. Go to a country that you don't know of. I will lead you. I will show you. I will provide for you. And every time things get rough, what, guess what I do? Re-examine the word. Go back to what he told me before. Go back to my... What you think the word is for? For you to go and read it and re-examine. Because if he did it, what? Before, he will what? Do it again. Re-examine. Say re-examine. Then to examine, you see it, test it, thoroughly consider. You look on this slide, and you see an x-ray of a fracture, something. But that's an x-ray. And an x-ray reveals things under the surface that you can see above the surface, right? And a lot of times what's revealed on the x-ray is what causes people to begin to die. Their knowledge of what's under the surface is what scares them. You was fine. You went for your checkup. 
and the x-ray showed something that you didn't feel, that you didn't see, right? But we hear often miracles. Some doctors be messing up, though. But we also hear miracles of people going back to get a second opinion. See, this is what you got to understand. I don't care what the report says. The opinion that matters, the x-ray that matters is by his stripes I have been healed. I don't care what I'm dealing with. As long as I can find it in the word, it trumps what's, it don't, believe, it don't, it don't mean that the x-ray is a lie. But I can find another x-ray that has examined my entire life that says I am not bound to sickness. I am not bound to defeat. I am not bound to poverty. So if I can find a greater x-ray, I'm going to hold this one up against this one. Say re-examine. And a lot of times we're afraid to re-examine because we're afraid of what we're going to find out. We're afraid to ask the questions. We're afraid to go back and look again because we're afraid. We're afraid to go back to that relationship that, that we need to reconcile and, and make things right because we might discover some things. But the course is set. Look again and again. Look deeper and deeper and you will see the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the will of God. Look again and again. Remember what re is, it's again and again. Look deeper and deeper and you will see, no matter what you are going through, look again, there is redemption. The world says there is light at the end of the tunnel. But from the word I read, there is the light at the end of the tunnel, but the light is also in the tunnel. <laughs> Yes, and, and you will see the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the will of God. The grace of God is giving me what I don't deserve. The mercy of God is not giving me what I do deserve. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. <laughs> Woo! Luke 5. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, now row, row, row your boat out to the deep. Water to cast your nets and you will have a great catch. You see this? The Lord had x-ray vision of what was under the surface. See, see, if you can't trust God, you will miss out on what's beneath the surface. We don't serve a shallow God. We, we, we get stuff online. I'm going to shop online this year. Why? Because I can see it there. I don't got to go where pressure is. I ain't got to get in no lines. I ain't got to wait. I'm just going to order it online. Quick service. Groceries ordered. No, I need to smell my pineapple. Ain't deliver me no pineapple. Lest we in, in uh, Papua New Guinea or something. Amen. I need to smell my pineapples. It ain't no pineapples in Papua New Guinea. Amen. There he is. Amen. Is it pineapples in Papua New Guinea? Amen. 
That, that's the senator of uh, Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Tell him what's popping, girl. I'm telling you. Jesus sat down. And he said, look, now row out to deep water. Row out to where? Come on, talk to me. Row out to where? Now, many people, you know, the public pool. Maybe in, maybe in Canada, everybody swim in the public pool in the deep. But where I'm from? We like, well, what y'all got all that water for? Look, no, 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 no. Most people s- swim in the deep, in the, in the shallow water. Because you got to take a test to prove you can be in the, in the deep water. So you got to do like four laps or something like that. And if you're struggling, you got to come back another day. But man, you want to get to the other end because that's where some of your friends is. It ain't nothing like going to the pool with six of your friends and you got to stay in the shallow water. And your friends over there, come on, T. And they going to the bottom, having fun, experiencing. You can do a lot in the deep that you can't do in shallow. In the shallow, you all up over here. If this the shallow, you all up over here like this. That's all you can do is stand on your hands in the shallow and fall over and your legs hit a little kid in the head. Mm-mm, ain't no fun in the shallow water. Or you do the, you do the little kid and play dance because underwater is easier to do. Where you can get your leg over. You know what I'm saying, Bernadette? There go another shallow water member right there. <laughs> you see, you got to understand, Love Quest, we call it to go in the deep. The kingdom is in the deep. Christianity can be in the shallow. It's safe. It's it's once a week. It's community group. Nothing wrong with those things. But deep cries out to deep. And it's never God's plan for you to remain where you was even one year ago. And the Lord says, I don't care what it looked like the last time you went out there without me <laughs> I know it's barren when you do things by yourself but he said look master Peter replied we've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing I mean we've been out partying we've been shopping we've been eating Man, I ain't even found peace. I've been all around the world. I've been trying all kinds of stuff and still ain't found peace. But look what he says. But if you insist, we'll go out, what? Again. This is how much God loves you. He is insisting that you draw near to him. He is insistent, he is persistent, he is diligent, he is pursuing you. And he said, we'll go out again and let down our nets. Listen, because of your what? Word. Doctors give you a word, you believe it 100%. It's crazy how much you have 
faith for a doctor's report or for a uh, uh, airplane, uh, a pilot's report. Think of all the things you put your faith in. All the things you don't question. All the places you walk without thinking, sit without thinking, drink water out of faucets you have no clue, park your cars in there, like how much stuff you actually trust without thinking. The Lord gives you a promise and you want to re-examine his word more than you re-examine your ways. Wow. The one that knows you better than yourself. You trust yourself more than you trust him. But I'm here to tell you something. If you don't trust him, you for sure don't trust yourself. <laughs> because if you trusted yourself, you do the best thing you could do for yourself. And that's embrace the love of God. And let down your nets. When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked. There them shocked Christians go again. Wow, Jesus, you did it. <laughs> they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish, so much that their nets were ready to what? Burst. God is not into underwhelming you. <laughs> Lord wants to take you out in the deep, deep sea, deadliest catch. They, they wave their, to their business partners. Kings. Yeah. You, see how, you see kings, entrepreneurs, you see where the increase came. There's going to come a time you ain't going to be able to do it your way if you want to see this level of increase. The Lord wants to bring you out. This is so good. He wants to bring you out so then you can go and wave to your business partners, the ones you're serving for right now, he wants to say, hey, hey, come over here. Let them keep doing what they're doing. Just come over here for a minute. And then guess what you're going to be able to do? The tides will turn. He say, partners in the other boat for what? Help. They ended up completely filling both boats with fish until their boats began to sink. What the presence of God will do that independence can't do. He went right back to the same place they were all night. Who you think drew them, them fish up? The presence of God. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. You think you could do it on your own, boy. Imagine how popping you are right now. What if you added God in the mix? When Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, go away from me. Go away. This is too good. This is too, no. And this is the kind of love that he has. He wants to burst your bubble when you feel the least deserving of it. See, all he needs you to do is trust him. If you could trust him before you clean up your act, 
you might be able to clean up your act quicker. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Don't you dare fall asleep over there, Grace. You're looking real comfortable. She had that. Amen. I got grace for you. I got grace for you. Allow me to reintroduce. Oh, I, I, I figured uh, we gonna, I'm just letting you know I'm going to live when people fall asleep. I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to grab my phone. And we're going to airdrop it to pro presenter. And you go, like at the, at the ball games, they catch people dancing and doing that. Well, you, you gonna, we're going we're gonna to put you up there on the screen one time. Because, you know, folks, you be like, wake up. They be like, I wasn't asleep. Okay, just wait one minute. Just keep looking at the screen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just telling you. Tell your neck, we got to figure it out. We got to find a little template like sleep cam or something like that. Amen. Can we do that? Amen. We're going to do, find a little, can we make a little template sleep cam? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> you go to that church where you, <laughs> they got that sleep cam. Amen. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jehovah. Amen. Wow. Okay. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Lord wants to reintroduce himself to you according to his word. He says, I am the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, the good shepherd, the resurrection, the life, the light of the world, the bread of life, the living water, the prince of peace, the Lord of hosts. I am that I am. See, maybe you forgot, but he wants you to re-examine who he is. And whether you've acknowledged it or not, he didn't been a few of these things for you. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself again. I am the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the good shepherd, the resurrection, the life, the light of the world, the bread of life, the living water, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of hosts. I am that I am. And this is the beautiful revelation of this is that he says, I am that. Pause. This covers it all. I am that. Whatever you need, I am that. <laughs> Whenever you need it, I am that. Wherever you need it, I am that. I am that. Yep, I am. I'm going to reassure you that I am what? That. You need healing? I am that. You need finding? I am that. You need healing? I, I am that. I am that. I am. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are the way maker. I am way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We reverence you, Lord. Hey, way maker, 
Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, I got that is who you are. You are Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Sing out, say. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, to help you reflect. That's why we give them praise. When we give them praise, it helps us re-examine who he is. And when you're in his presence, you step into the x-ray room and he reveals to you things. David said, Lord, search my heart. And you allow the Lord to examine your heart. You can't hide from him. Gonna have a seat, gonna have a seat. <clears throat> and that's what we do. We give him praise. We, we give him praise. We adore him. We open our mouths. This, this is what a son looks like. You keep praise on your lips. See, the reason why David, that, that pattern of praise Man, David stayed humble. He would say, Lord, take not your spirit from me. Search my heart, O oh Lord. You find, Lord, I keep your word in my heart so I do not sin against you. Listen, listen to the words. 
He's forever examining himself. And a person that examines themselves under the spirit always is being transformed. But the moment you try to walk hidden, no, don't show me that. Pastor, be quiet. No, just tell me about Jesus. Just tell me his history. What street was he born on? I don't want to hear nothing else. Don't, don't tell me how that's practical today. This is what he says, Isaiah 43. Stop. Wait a minute. Hey, don't say that. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember these former things. Stop re-examining the, the old you. You can, re, you look, you can re-examine the, the past God because he's the only one that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But, but I, I'm the only one that had to become new. So, so take your eyes off a of former self, but you keep your eyes on where God done brought you from. Who he's always been. He said, stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember these former things. I am doing something brand new. Mm. Brand new. Say brand new. Say, say brand new one more time. I am doing something brand new. It don't mean that it's new to him. Did he just hit a demon note? Was that a demon note? Oh, that's Mark. Okay. Amen. I am doing something brand new. Listen, listen. Something unheard of. That's why it's not safe to follow the trends and try to follow God. <laughs> he said, I'm doing something new, brand new. Something unheard of. So if it's unheard of, you better, you better figure out how to hear him. Even now, it's, say now, now, it sprouts and grows and matures, which means it's birthing as we speak and it's ready to take root. It's ready to be used. It's ready. It's waiting for you. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. I, I, might, I might bid to you that there's an attack on your perception. How you perceive God, but you don't even have to deal with that. What's going on in the world? What's going on with you? What it means to be saved? What it means to walk in love? There's an attack on your perception. He's like, man, dang, you so caught up in you and in the world and what's going on in culture, you don't even perceive this new thing. You don't even perceive this lane I got for you. You don't even perceive that I can do it for you and I've done it for you. You don't even perceive that you could do this thing. Say, wild beasts, jackals, and owls will glorify me. For I supply streams of water in the desert. 
and rivers in the wilderness to satisfy the thirst of man. I read this thing this morning, Elder John, and I've been reading it this way for a while, that I am providing rivers out. Right? I'm providing a way out. He said, no, I am going to supply for you right in the middle of the desert. I need you in the desert. I need you where the wild things are. I need you there. But while you're in the, it's, it's kind of one of them statements, another statement of I'm preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. It's one of those things. I'm not going to bring you out of the desert. No, no, no. Stay right there. I am trying to come to you and feast with you in the desert. I am trying to make a way where there is no way before these people who think everybody's stuck, everybody broken. Ain't nobody going to make it in this economy. I need to move to another country because Vancouver, too expensive. Well, if he called you here, it ain't. I'm like, okay, God, make the, I don't care if the gas prices go up. If you call me here, you, I serve a God who's a very good accountant. I'm pretty sure he factored in gas money. <laughs> if he called you to this church, I'm pretty sure he factored in an Evo. He factored in food. He factored in all my needs. See where you are, Lord. He says, the wilderness to satisfy the thirst of my people, my chosen one. So that you whom I have shaped and formed for myself. It took me a long time to, rem to, to realize, to perceive that he actually made me for himself. All of this is for him. How dare I use it for me or for manipulation or to seduce a girl or a guy? How dare I use this when he formed me? For him. So that you, whom I have shaped and formed for myself, look. He said, I'm coming through in the wilderness. I'm coming through right in that circumstance. Maybe you asking the wrong prayer. Maybe you asking God to get you out of something you have been divinely strengthened to remain in, but his glory rests upon you in it. He say, I form for myself, will proclaim my praise. We'll proclaim what I say. We'll proclaim what I'm believing for. We'll proclaim what I promise. That's why when people, somebody, somebody said, what somebody said, man, that church too, hey, y'all just too positive. How you too positive? What about the other part of the gospel? What about the damnation? What about warning people about hell? We're going to do that too. There's a real hell. Absolutely. But I'd rather point people to him. I'm not going to magnify here. I'm not going to scare you to Jesus. <laughs> See, because then you have the wrong relationship with him. Hmm. And we're going to talk about sharing your faith. We're going to talk about hell. 
it's a real place, but he's overcame the grave. He, well, death, where's your sting? Let's talk about that. That you don't even got to worry about hell. Just come on over here. <laughs> We're not watering down nothing. There's a time and place we'll see in a minute for everything. You don't preach hell to hopelessness. You preach hope. <laughs> we that fire hell fire and brimstone church called Love Quest. <laughs> we on our love quest. <laughs> right. Praise accelerates the process, allowing us to minimize fainting. Trying to help you. Praise accelerates the process, allowing us to minimize what? Fainting. A lot of us, we have fainted too often. But what praise does, see, you don't got to know what's going on in my life. You don't got to know what I'm believing for. You don't got to know my struggles. You don't got to know none of that. And I'm going to keep a praise. And I'm learning how to keep a praise, like keep a praise, though. Not like just up in here. I'm like, woo. I wear water shoes in the shower so I can just do, so I can dance in the shower. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep a praise. Bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Bless the Lord at all times. Praise accelerates the process. Here we go. Praise accelerates the process, suffocating delay due to uninterrupted communion. Let me chew that for a second. Praise accelerates the process, suffocating delay due to uninterrupted communion. See, I love, in our relationship at times, my wife would be like, oh, you, you got your praise face on. Okay, I'll talk to you later. She did that to me today when I was in there studying. She's like, oh, you got your serious music on. I was like, no, that's worship music, babe. That was like Maverick City. That's serious music. Like I was listening to Rocky music. <laughs> I had a tiger, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just listening to worship music. She, oh, you serious right now? No, I'm getting prepared, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Praise accelerates the process, suffocating delay due to uninterrupted communion. And this is why you got to be careful who you allow in your garden because the enemy is trying to interrupt communion. <laughs> See, I can't afford to get on your pace. I have to learn how to stay in my pace, in my race, and encourage you while I'm still racing. Some people's race is designed to slow your race up. Mm. No, it's like a good father that's coaching a kid that got a real good chance to do something. Like, no, I'm going to block your shot. Out of here. No, figure out how to shoot over my hand. He might let them make it every now and then, right? But too often we dumb down our citizenship. <laughs> 
Not understanding deep down inside, people are looking for fully functioning citizens. Too many people dumb things down. Ultimately, have you ever been mad at somebody for not pushing you hard enough? If you haven't, then that's part of the issue. Like, I don't want no coach. I'm not going to pay for my kids a trainer that doesn't push them. We took our son out of a program because they don't push the kids. Delay is derailed when Thanksgiving is exhaled. I'm going to let y'all sit on that one for a second. Amen. Drink some water. You good, Michael? Amen. You are good, sir. I like that strawberry button up. Yeah, strawberry button up. Red, red velvet. Delay is derailed when Thanksgiving is what? Come on, talk to me one more time. Delay is derailed. Very simple, seem practical, but so much warfare is against what you're exhaling. What's coming out of your mouth. Not so much what you're thinking. Because what comes out of your mouth gives what you're thinking life. First, say, 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 I want to read this one more time. Delay. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, three, read. <laughs> See, I wasn't reading. We got to read again, you guys. Amen. Amen. Let's do it again. Ready? <laughs> Read. <laughs> Say Thanksgiving. Five, five things, five things really quickly. You're just going to lift your hands and give God thanks for. Just, just, just lift your hands. Just have a little thanks break. Lift your, don't look at me. You ain't talking to me. Just have a thanks break. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. On the count of three, yell out, thank you, Lord. One, two, three. Now look, here's the power in that. Every person in this room is going through something that you could complain about. I could say, hey, we want to pray for you. Come on up here and just tell us a little bit of what you're going through. And you would gladly tell me what you're going through or what you need. But the alternative is let's distract ourselves with praise. It's crazy how no matter what you're going through, when you exhale praise, it shifts how you feel. And to be 100 percent real 
if I could still experience peace while going through, I would be able to tolerate going through a little bit better. See, stop focusing on trying to hurry up and get rid of the problem because that rushes you in the circumstances that will get you in the worst circumstances. You start compromising when you want to rush out of trouble. <laughs> he going to bring that water into the wilderness. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God. Man, I preached this one day at a conference. They had me preach on, uh, in a workshop, knowing the will of God. It was over 75 kids in that class because everybody want to know what was it was it that, that's where I met Sierra at the conference and Caleb is about 75 kids it's about 75 kids everybody running like oh I want to go to this conference because you're gonna help me hear from God what my what his will is for my life we think God's will for our lives is, is monetary that is not God's will for your life is a big house <laughs> a happy family all those things look, look, look. he says my will for you is that you have thanks on your lips at all times <laughs> we don't really want to know his will because then that don't mean well what about my job you will be surprised what pops up on your porch when you have thanks. Somebody, a person, person asked me, how you and your wife get through that season of lack? And I could honestly be like, Elder John, you know I'm the pastor, so I don't want to just be like, oh, no. <laughs> but a part of you, and you guys know this, Sometimes you end up out of a circumstance or in a place you like. I wish I could tell you, but God carried us. God, I was going to lose my mind. I was going to give up that job. I was going to foreclose on that house. But God somehow did it. I can't explain. All I did was praise. Right? And all I did was worship. Yeah. All I did was, all I did was stay still. You gonna help the brother out? All I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was, come on. All I did was stay still. Come on, all I did. All I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. All I
come on. Come on, saints. Put me back together. You are the defender of my heart. And when I Sound good, Adam Stanton. Mighty man of God. Worshiper. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Love Quest. Listen, 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 listen. It is no way that, you, man, it is no way that whatever God has promised for us, that it ain't coming to pass. It's too much praise in this house. ignore a burning house for so long <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you from experience I got a whole lot of needs right now but man I don't care nothing about all of that I just know it's something inside that God is saying you just keep on thanking me you I'm turning it around I'm making a way where there is no way yeah we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We love you, Lord. <laughs> I 
for those for those that don't know what to do right now that's why we praising them we praising them for you those that don't want to open their mouth we opening our mouths for you it's okay just like just like they carried their friend through the roof we gonna carry you right now we gonna carry you right now so so we gotta we gotta chill so I gotta read this next scripture say thank him Philippians 4 says Philippians 4 says, come on, come on. I got to get this word to you. Philippians 4 says, get hallelujah off. Philippians 4 says, rejoice in the Lord. What? Always delight, gladden yourselves in him. Again, I say what? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, again, I say. Hold on. You got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta, we gonna get on beat, okay? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, again I say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, again I say, rejoice. Just for a second, just for a second, just for a second. It's saying, God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of soul, a soul assured of its salvation. Say, say, I'm assured. I'm saved. <laughs> Through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. Content, say content. This is a tough one in Northern America to be content. Like today I woke up and I got my portion. Today, today, look, right? Today, today may not be the day all my debt gets paid off. This is how faith works. Right now I can declare debt cancellation and because that is God's will for your life, right now you can receive it done by faith. It, it got to be canceled there first. And, and then in the process of getting debt cancellation, what are you declaring? I am debt free. Right? This ain't lying. This is calling something forth. And if you, when you begin to call it forth, 
you begin to eliminate excuses for yourself and God begin to give you wisdom your perception begins to change he begins to drop books in your way and counsel your way and you begin to hear clear and he gives you strategies on how to cancel your debt but you got to receive his will first for your life this is the gospel He gave me his word. So what we do is we, we always declare. We have our little pillow talks. We have our talks about finances. We have our talk. We're a family. We got three kids. Getting closer to college. They eat. They're athletic. <laughs> three kids. And 80% 80 of the people I'm preaching to stressed out about money. Stressed out about a job. What I could do is turn my attention toward the way maker, miracle worker, and promise keeper. It don't mean I don't apply for a job. But I'm not sitting here stressed out waiting on a phone call. What I'm doing is distracting myself with his goodness and his faithfulness. And thank you for the food I got today. Thank you for, I might, I might not have my own car, but thank you for friends who are willing to drop me. Thank you for public transportation. I ain't got to ride a donkey or a camel somewhere. Man, think of the problems we got. Folks is happy to walk seven hours to get some water. That by the time they get back, half of it going to be spilled. And we wake up with, oh my God, how, let me check my email. Let me check social media. Anything changed? How that song moving? How, how that, did that thing sell? And, wow. and the Bible says, has worry ever added anything to your life? That's why I can't afford not to praise every day. Because there's something. Figure out God silently will always keep you in frustration <laughs> you're trying to fi find out about God intellectually you will always be frustrated he said he said and God's peace shall be yours that tranquil state of the soul assured of its salvation through Christ man look first Ephesians 5 and don't get drunk with wine which is rebellion instead be filled with the fullness of the Holy Ghost and your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Right? Don't get drunk off bills. Don't get drunk off of rejection. Don't get drunk off of folks ain't calling you back fast enough. Don't get drunk over the elections. Don't get drunk over social media. Be drunk by the Holy Ghost and you will find yourself overflowing with joy and he will put a new song on your lips. Why did he give you a song, Dylan? Just look at a song as a key. A key, but also a key. <laughs> this is why I, I praise him, because he releases keys to me that will unlock what I am stressing over. But it will begin, see, praise orders your steps. It, it Praise aligns you with the heart of God. I can't go one day without giving thanks. 
one day. And I ain't talking about, okay, when I wake up, I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. And then I, I thank the Lord that day. No, all, all, all through the day. All through the day. Thank you, God. Somebody cut me off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Right? Because there's, there's an option. You choose. And before you know it, man, praise is on autopilot. Keep speaking to each other with words of scripture, singing the psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Love quests. These are patterns that we are following. The Lord is building his house. I promise you. I promise you. Lives are being changed. Souls are being refreshed. Right? You got to understand this. Look what he's saying. He look, when we're singing together, we're not just singing to God. We're singing to each other. We're bragging on the goodness of God. Always give thanks to the Father, God, for every person he brings into your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3. Now may the Lord of peace. Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom. At all times and in all ways under all circumstances and all conditions and whatever comes the Lord be with you all this is crazy you mean to tell me I serve a God who has peace on tap he said I will give you peace for any situation I literally my presence can calm your soul in all circumstances That's why you got to stay connected to the vine. Because while you think monetary stuff is on the line, what's on the line is fruit. Your family need to see, man, I was talking to Dylan today, talking about folks at his job. He drank a root beer after the fast. And he said, folks was like, look at Dylan eating sugar. He told two people he wasn't, he wasn't uh, doing sugar. But those two people going to hell, Dylan ain't drinking, eating sugar. And then he was like, oh, Dylan, you're drinking root beer. Your church is going to smell root beer. <laughs> no, no. But, but what blesses my socks is from where he was a year ago, he's understanding that you think people, you think how you walk don't matter. You think because it's a delay in people's salvation that somehow you're not being effective. People are watching you one way or another. They watching if you wavering, they watching if you moving, they watching if you standing, they watching your attitude under pressure, they listening to your conversation, they hear you cussing, all and then you go try to witness, they like, "What?" No. People watching. He has kept you, he has protected you, he has purposed you. He has kept you, he has protected you, and he has purposed you. He has kept you, he has protected you, and he has purposed you. He has kept you, he has protected you, and he has kept you. He has kept you, he has protected you, and he has purposed you. Listen, listen, listen. You must know 
it's your time. Listen up, listen up. I want you to be in a posture to receive, okay? You must know it's your time. You must know it's your time. Ecclesiastes says, there, there's an opportune time to do things. There's an opportune time to do things. A right time for everything on earth. Right, Elder John? There's a right time for everything on earth. A right time. There's an intentionality in God's intention. He, he, he has purposed you. Which means there is a time for everything. He say, a right time for birth and another for death. A right time to plant and another time to reap. A right time to kill, another time to heal. A right time to destroy, another to construct. A right time to cry, another to laugh. A right time to lament and another to cheer. A right time to make love and another to abstain. A right time to embrace and another to part. A right time to search and another to count your losses. A right time to hold on and another time to what? Let go. A right time to rip out and another time to what? Man. A right time to shut up and another time to speak up. A right time to love and another time to hate. A right time to wage war and another time to make peace. Now you, now, now this is very important. And of Issachar, 1 Chronicles 12, and of Issachar, men who had understanding of what time it was. See, see, when you don't re-examine, you will never keep track of time. You keep track of time, but are you keeping track of his time? If you pay attention close enough, you will see God. He has a rhythm in your life. He said, understanding the times to know what Israel ought to do. Danny, Danny, Danny. See, I have a right as a man of God, if God reveals to me, that now is your time to do something. I brought this scripture forth so you can know that God does speak to men and women on your behalf to alert you that he's doing something. The Bible says, hear the prophet and so shall you what? Prosper. Obey, so shall you prosper. Hear the word of God, so shall you prosper. I will go back. And, and it said, it said, it said, you must know it's your time. Well, of course, it's our time. Not just corporately, but individually. It's our time. Look, you, you're like, so who was he talking to? Who was he talking to? You go up. First Chronicles 12, verse 1, these are the ones, all the, if you go, these are, are the ones who came to David at Ziklag while he yet concealed himself because of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the mighty men, his helpers in war. That's how that chapter starts off. You go down to verse 32. This is just another type of people that God armed David with to wage war. See, you, some of y'all missing it. If God is responsible 
if he's going to ask you to stand in the midst of war and adversity, he's responsible to let you know what time it is. You think you just need a spear. You think you need a gun. You think you need to be angry. You need, you need to be buff. No, no, no. He says, I am arming you with prophecy. I will not let you walk in this world without knowing what I'm doing. A part of effective standing is understanding the moment. You can't stand without understanding. If you're going to stand for something, you have to understand the moment. What to do, how to do it, what you have, who you are, and who you have. What to do, how to do, how to do it, what you have, who you are, and who you have. Look, look, no matter man's timing, no matter man's timing, God's timing will always prevail. That's why you don't sit here huffing and puffing over your boss or whoever holding back what they should release to you. Jump. There's a scripture I read it the other night. I forget where it was at, but uh, the Lord says he's a God of justice. And he said he is going to commit himself, although that what, what was yours wasn't released, he will make sure it gets to you on time. Now, this is, this is crazy, Elder John, because he's pointing to someone who delayed giving me something. But he going to give it to me on time. So if I really wanted to go deeper, when God gets involved, he has a way of making up time. So no matter what man delayed to release, he will make sure you don't lose step. That's why you don't give no human being power over your joy, your happiness, your purpose. None. You got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You don't go to nobody and be like, you're supposed to bless me. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, this is our church. No, 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 no. You don't, no, 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 no. You just trust God. Because you miss out on the partnership. Not me. That's why you walk in love. John 9 says, finally, they asked him. And we're going to land. We're going we're gonna to try to land this thing right here. Finally, they asked him, what has happened to you? He, Jesus healed somebody. Jesus healed somebody. These Italians love talking on the front row. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they over there like oh it's so good so what has happened to you this is a blind man who was blind since birth since birth blind since birth what has happened to you he replied I met the man named Jesus some of y'all gonna get this some of y'all going to get this from family and friends. They were, you know, what, what hap what, what's happened to you? This all you can tell them. I met a man named Jesus. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some folks you're going to say, I thought you knew them too. He replied, I met the man named Jesus. He rubbed clay on my eyes and said, go to the pool named Siliam. Okay, let me be careful with him. Silly Oam. Sylvester Salome. Amen. Go see Sylvester Salome. And what? Wash. So I went and while I was washing the clay from my eyes, I began to see the very first time ever. Oh, oh. You cannot forfeit the clay season in your life. You might want God to just immediately heal you, but there is a process to wholeness. You want him to do something now, and you've been lame your whole life. And he brought you somewhere that's going to put clay on your eyes. But then there's a step for you to do so you can be involved in the miracle. He said... I'm going to put the clay on your eyes, but you need the faith to go and wash it off. And I'm sure if he was with some friends, they was like, you are stupid. You silly sitting there with clay on your eyes. What that going to do? What that going to do serving all the time? What that going to do? What that going to do paying your tithe or giving tithes? You don't pay tithe. You choose to give tithe. What's that going to do? Huh? See, the, all these little clay moments where you can't see, but there's a miracle on your eyes. And if you couldn't walk with the clay on your eyes, he wouldn't have told you to go wash it off. The Lord trying to teach you how to walk spiritually before you can see physically. He was walking by faith and not by sight. <laughs> he said, so the people of the neighborhood inquired, where is this man? He said, I have no idea. The man replied, I don't know where he is. See, see, see. The Lord going to do something in your life as he already is. Where is God at? Where, where are you at? Where your church at? Where are you? You don't got to prove nothing to nobody. They see the evidence, but they can't believe it. <laughs> they thought you would stay the same. And some of you allow their expectations of your future to cause you to shrink back from your new man. So every time you go around these set of people, you muzzle your praise, you dim your light, and only time you shine at times is around Christians.
but that's not why he saved you. So the people marched him over to the Pharisees to speak with them. They were concerned because the miracle Jesus performed by making clay with his saliva and anointing the man's eyes happened on a day that wasn't supposed to happen. Happened on the day when they least expected it. It happened out of man's timing. It happened out of man's order. It happened on a day where nobody was supposed to do nothing according to religion, according to tradition. And that's why you keep a praise because you never know when the clay is coming off. Hmm. They were concerned because this miracle, and it says, a day that no one was allowed to work. See, and we can't be that church that just work on Sunday. <laughs> then the Pharisees asked the man, how did you have your sight restored? He replied, man, a man anointed my eyes with clay. Then I washed, and now I can see for the first time in my life. Then an argument broke out among the Pharisees over the healing of the blind man on the Sabbath. Some said, this man who performed this healing is clearly not from God. You know, that's that church, that, you know, that, amen. He doesn't even observe the Sabbath. They don't even stop in 90 minutes. <laughs> but if Jesus didn't work, and if they didn't go past the 90 minutes, some of y'all wouldn't even be able to see. <laughs> God's time. Others said, if Jesus is just an ordinary sinner, how could he perform a miracle like that? Don't let nobody normalize you. This prompted them to turn on the man healed of blindness. Now he's being persecuted now because he could see. You mean you got people in your life that prefer you to walk, be blind? You'll walk with me long as you can help me get somewhere. Long as we can go in the club together blind, you good. But now I can see, now you turning on me. Wow. Putting him on the spot in front of them all, demanding an answer. But this is what you can't get discouraged. The Lord that's a part of the plan. He wants them to turn on you like the woman caught in adultery. <laughs> so you could turn to him. They ask, who do you say he is? This man who opened your blind eyes. He's a prophet of God. The man replied, still refusing to believe that the man had been healed and was truly blind from birth. The Jewish leaders called for the man's parents to be brought to them. Now he's going to his parents, asking for birth certificates. I'm telling you, we're stepping into the impossible. You see, you see folks, you, 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 some of you older, older folks know, you, they, they, news people come out when miracles start happening. Especially when you start seeing thriller happen in a, in, in, in a, in a neighborhood. And folks who was given up on starting to be recovered, loved on in a different way. 
Mm. So they asked his parents, is this your son? Yes, they answered. Was he really born blind? Yes, he was. I'll just hear my mama right there talk to them as if they came to my mama. So they pressed his parents to answer. They, then how is it that he's now seeing? This ain't just sinners, man. This is the church thinking that God ain't moving like that. Not all the church. But God is about to move in a way that's going to cause even your brothers and sisters in Christ to question we have no idea, they answered. We don't know what happened to our son. Ask him. He's a mature adult. He can speak for himself. This is so practical what's about to come up, but it just is so much anointing on this statement, though. Now, the parents were obviously intimidated by the Jewish religious leaders, for they had already announced to the people that if anyone publicly confessed Jesus as the Messiah, they would be ex communicated that's why they told them ask him he's a mature adult he can speak for himself so once again they summoned the man who was healed of his blindness and said to him swear swear bruh <laughs> God swear to God to tell us the truth We know the man who healed you is a sinful man. Do you agree? The healed man replied, I have no idea what kind of man he is. All I do know is that I once was blind and now I can see. Sheikabah. I don't got all the answers, but I know I once was a drunk. I know I was sick, but now I'm healed. I once was blind. Now I can see. I know that I'm saved. Yes! That ain't it. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see trust in you. For the first time in my life. You mean that you're going to make this hell for me for the first time in my life? You didn't say nothing to me when I was smoking. Nothing to me when I was drinking. You even gave me a safe place to do drugs. And now I can see, now I'm healed. You talked to me for five hours, bring it down. You talked to me for five hours when I was depressed. Now I'm talking faith, you don't wanna talk to me. Now I'm declaring the word, we don't got nothing to hang out about now. But when you had to coddle me in my pit, it was okay. We was best friends when I needed you. Now I don't need you no more because I'm more dependent on God. I don't know how it happened. I just know I ain't the same no more. It's time for you to see. time for you to see. I don't know who this is for, but the Lord said it's your time. When it's time, it's time. And the time is now no matter what your plans are. 
person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose, God's purpose, will succeed in the end. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. It's your time. It's your time. We're not waiting. Man, we ain't making no New Year's resolutions. Here, here's a New Year's resolution that you're going to stand on God's resolution for you. <laughs> you're going to stand on God's purposes and God's plan. You don't need a new resolution. Your new resolution is trust God. But now I see. Don't know how. And, 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 and this, this is what I'm getting, Elder John, for some people. The angel came and freed Peter, took the chains off, and Peter's still sitting there. And you've been so used to being blind all your life that you can't even give your credit for seeing now. And the Lord is telling you, it's nothing new that he needs to do. You just need to receive what he's done. Man, there's some people that admit, Adam, Sean, Hannah, like, man, it's people that I'm like, no. Receive these new pair of glasses. He's, been, he's already gifted you. Stop comparing your salvation with others. Salvation is salvation. Freedom is freedom. God's plan is God's plan. It ain't going to look nothing how you think it's going to look. How you going to know how it's going to look when it ain't the life you planned for you? You didn't have this in mind for you. So how you going to all of a sudden know how it's supposed to look? You don't. We done. We done. I, and not just tonight, but we done with playing around with this thing. There is such a force on this house. There is such a courage, a, such a boldness. There is something, something very unique and special. And you got to get your heels dug because persecution is going to come. And you got to trust God. And stop trying to make it look, look, stop trying to make God's plan for your life palatable. You're saved. You're redeemed. Now just walk with him. It's a process. Next year you might not be, look, the blessing can come before understanding. It's, it's experience in his goodness that brings you into greater depths of who he is. <laughs> I will not abandon this quest. I already know financial freedom is ours. I already know the dream house is coming. I already know I will have options. We will have options. We will enjoy the good monetary things of life. But I'm very glad that I have learned to rest and be content in making sure I have soul wealth 
first. I'm glad it didn't happen the other way around. I would have to fight with wealth and my soul's freshness. Nah, that's hard that way. To let that go, when I'm good, I think I don't need God. My bank account good, my friends good, I'm enjoying life, I can do what I want to do. No, I'm glad that God chose me to break the chains in the bloodline. I wouldn't trade it another day. I wouldn't trade it at all. And that's you who are listening. We're all out of time, but we're never out of word. Tune in to the next message from Pastor Terrence Richmond and visit our website, lovequestchurch.com.